Welcome, Deadables, to episode six of The Walking Deadcast. Ethan and I are going to be reviewing this week's episode. What is it? All Accountable or All Always Accountable? Always Accountable. I think it should be better as always a cannibal. Well, nobody gets eaten. At least somebody gets bit. Somebody a couple get, people get bit. Yeah, but that's not cannibalism. But, but it's a better title. And then you bring back what's-his-name from Terminus. Oh, yeah, because he didn't get sliced up and hacked by Rick into a million pieces, right? <laughs> you bring back Bob's leg. <laughs> and everybody gnaws on it. That thing's probably decayed. Like God knows on him. Who do you think ended up with Bob's leg after filming? I don't even want to know. I think they they made it like as an actual edible piece. <laughs> like, like you know, so that, they after they were finished finished shooting, everybody just sat down and took a bite out of Probably. Bob. Because <laughs> those guys, when they were around the campfire, they were eating like pieces of pork. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they like molded meat together <sighs> into a leg. You know Greg Nicotero. <laughs> so, anyways. Yes, anyways. So, anyways, um, this week's episode, another filler, no. sort of? Not not as bad as last episode. No. Last episode was just kind of like, what the hell's happening? It was still kind of a filler, but if you're a fan of the comic book, there's well, then, a lot of setup. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Say it now. Spoilers. There's a lot of spoilers <laughs> that we are going to talk about, about based on the comic. Turn book. it off now. Go back and listen to Nerdables podcast 111, and then watch the episode of Walking Dead and come back and listen to this and one. Read volume 17 of the trade. <laughs> no, you're not not up to 17 yet. It wasn't. It, it, it happened in 17, didn't it? No. No, I'm saying I'm talking about what we were talking about earlier. Is yes, his his demise is in episodes yeah. or in in trade seventeen. Yeah, so go ahead and read up to trade seventeen, and you'll be caught up to what we're talking about. But then they got to go past a couple things that haven't happened yet. Oh, you know what? Then they're just gonna have to deal with that. <laughs> you need to read up to fourteen before the end of this season. The 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 end of this uh, mid season. So you have two weeks. If, if everything's going to happen like Rich says. I'm telling happen. you, it's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. So, okay, so right. this uh, episode, so, yeah, spoilers, always accountable. Know. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of it? It was good. It was, uh, it was a lot better than last week's. It did offer a lot more, uh, in a sense, of introducing new characters and new possibilities of something that's happening. Have you noticed a trend with this season? What's that? They're they're breaking up the episodes where they don't have as since they have so many characters now. Mm-hmm. They're breaking up these episodes to focus on two or three characters at a time. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really what they all they can do with a big ensemble cast. You know, the the first, I mean, the first week had just about everybody in it. It was setting it up. It showed a lot of back back fla- back flashes, flashbacks, <laughs> and then the next week, you everybody was split up. You know, you had mm-hmm. Carol and them still in Alexandria. You had Rick and them out in the wasteland. And the then wasteland. they the wasteland. Well, that's what it is now. I mean, and then vice versa. And then you had the whole Morgan episode by himself. And then you had the whole Rick episode. And now you have this episode with. Well, yeah, I mean, they they have to. You have when you have like ten to twelve main characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta really. There are gonna be times where you're gonna have to focus on. Two of the characters. Or and one how the many characters. do we have until the mid-season finale? I think there's two more episodes left. There's one more and then the mid-season finale. Right. Two more episodes. Two more weeks. Take break. Yeah. So, next week, we should find out Glenn's story. I still think they're waiting until the very last. Do you think they'll tie... Well, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, if... He could be bringing the horde to the gates... Because you know, I mean, that even if they don't do well, the the if they even if they don't do the curl epi- the curl thing, they've still got to bring the 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 horde the horde to the gates. Yeah, but uh, um, I mean, like if you think about it, well, I guess so, the horde already is there. Yeah, the the thing with the wall that you see the brief like preview to next week's episode instead of showing you the whole thing because they want you to watch into the Badlands. To see the whole thing, um, you see Rick is like notices on the wall that the blood is starting to seep in. Right. So it's showing that there's a lot of pressure on the walls. There's going to be a break in. Yeah, and you know, even though as much as they say, "Oh yeah, we've reinforced the wall where the truck drove through," I think that's going to be the breaking point because it's not really fast. <laughs> the breaking point. <laughs> okay, so. Um... Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so the episode starts out with Daryl and What's well, basically Sasha where we left Ab- Abraham, where they were left off. They were still... Driving 20 miles out. Yeah, to... leaving. The... I mean, but it jumped right into them being attacked. Yeah, it was a very action-paced, like, cold open yeah. for the show. I mean, like, you know, it was a good maybe, like, 30 seconds of seeing them drive off, and they were driving pretty far so from the herd, so it looks like, you know, they took them to where they were said right. they were going to. and maybe they were even heading back. Right. And at this, uh, you know, they had, they, I would say at this point they were heading back yeah. because they were pretty close to the town, and, we, and you recognize the town where Glenn was last seen. Mm, I don't think they were there. Well, they end up there. I don't think so. That's where, that's where we leave Sasha and, and Abraham is in that town. Mm-mm. No, I don't think that's... You don't think so? No, I think it's... that's a completely different time. It may look the same because it's the same set that they use, but I mean... Well, maybe it's not because when... Because uh, Thinking about where the episode leaves, yeah. you got to think of where Glenn was, and these guys are going 20 miles out. Right. So I don't think Glenn was walking with a group for 20 miles. Right. You know, it's probably... It just looks the same because they were probably using like a different part of the set to make it look like it's a different place. Sure. But they didn't want to spend any extra money on <laughs> building a new set, you know? Okay, so we we immediately are attacked by what we're presuming are the W's, the wolves. Um, no, I think I think the wolves' story is done. You think so? Yeah, I think they're, they're moving on from that. Because, I mean, essentially all the wolves were killed except for maybe like four of them. 
which Rick takes out a bunch of them anyway. So then the only point for putting the wolves into this, into into the show opposed to the comic book, was just to show that there's other tribes out there that are brutal. Yeah. To start to prepare the Alexandrians for the saviors. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like it's definitely uh, showing that this part of the world where they are in South Carolina is a lot of, there's a lot of Except for camps. they're not in South Carolina because they're in Virginia. Same thing. <laughs> it is not the same thing. It's in the same spot of the United States. So <laughs> It's similar, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... Alexandria so is saying, right outside of D.C. in right. Virginia. Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean, you think about a natural disaster, a lot of people generate to, like, the government, you know, generate well, to what... Well, D.C. is already a hellhole anyway. Right, no, I and mean, that's what I'm saying, is, you know, that that's why there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of camps that are set up there. Uh-huh. And so it's basically a lot of... Well, if, if, you look at, if you look at the um, Fear of the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and you use that as... Which, which, if you really think about it, the Fear of the Walking Dead came at a good time because it showed you, you know, where we had just gotten to Alexandria in the main story, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a camp, you know, that was a, a community. We really didn't know anything about it. But we learn in Fear the Walking Dead that the military isolated certain communities, put fences around them. Essentially, they made the camps. They made the camps, right. And so, like, a lot of these communities that we're probably going to end up seeing later on in the in the show were stuff that the military created when it first started. And, right. Uh, you know, basically set up camps here and there. And so that's what they just kept it. Yeah. The other difference between this new group that was attacking... Our familiar heroines at the end of, or at the beginning of this mm-hmm. was that they had weapons, they had guns. Yeah. The wolves had knives, and that's what it made me think that these weren't the wolves. Yeah, and these, these had mil- I mean, these had automatic weapons too. Right. So, it it just I mean it they did a good part of not showing you who they are because it's just kind of keeps you guessing. You're like, is this part of you know Negan's group or is this completely separate group? Is this yeah. a new community? You know, what is this? So I, think well, I, I liked how they didn't show any of their faces. You saw them all from the right. waist down, except for the one guy that got bit right. and got his arm cut off, cut off what we see, by a mysterious leader of this pack named Wade. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know anything about Wade. He's maybe just a, a lieutenant that's out there with his, this group. But they did seem to be very organized. Mm-hmm. Because you Which heard him saying seem... flank and you, you right. know, it does seem, you know, like um, he is going to be assuming a role very similar to someone in the comics mm-hmm. named Dwight. Yes. Dwight is, you know, basically, for those of you who haven't read the comics and kind of want to quick brush up, Dwight, Dwight is basically considered Negan's right-hand man, in a sense. One, like of, his, in, one of his lieutenants. Well, I think he's his main, like, main right-hand man. He's the one that, quote-unquote, trusts him so much because... You know, later on in the comic, when you get into All Out War, Dwight is the one that he looks forward mm-hmm. to. Did you notice, though, when Daryl came across the uh, three runaways, mm-hmm. we never learned their names? Right. Well, I think uh, you hear... You hear the, one of the girls. The girl that dies. dies. Yes. You hear her name, because she's obviously not going to be a part right. of this anymore. And then you hear, you kept hearing him referred to as Patty that they assume is dead right. once they get to the familiar... Remember the, the truck stop 
that um, where we first see a lot of the the zombies in in the trailers wasn't that the same uh, truck stop? We no, because that was a food plant, and this is a fuel company. Oh, okay. So it's a different place, but um, you know, it looks like it was a camp, right? You know, and they were coming back to you know get a friend of theirs, but realized they didn't. And, and the, I mean, these these people were pretty sadistic. They burned down the whole forest, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, they kept talking about this is how they did it in the beginning, you know. But right, you know, and this is essentially one of the first times where the Daryl and that group has used the uh, list of questions and basically started to accept them into the group where mm-hmm. it was, you know. You know, ill-advised. I guess I don't know how to really put it. Like they, it didn't work out in their favor. Well, do you think Daryl made a mistake in telling them about the group? Well, that's the thing. Is um, I think he thought, based on what he did, that he made the right choice of yes, you know, accepting these people in, and ultimately it blew up in his face. Well, I love, I loved how. With the motorcycle and everything, and you know, we're, we're jumping way ahead because we're jumping to the end of it now. Right. But I, I love that that look when he's supposed to be looking in the rearview mirror of the motorcycle, and it's like, shit, yeah. I just made a mistake. I turned my back on these people without really knowing, knowing them. Who they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but you know, he—he—it's obvious that he had the feeling that he just made a mistake. So he's yes. like, "Shit!" And you know, he didn't have an opportunity to prepare himself before the guy pulled the gun on him and basically stole his crossbow mm-hmm. and his motorcycle. And so we we see before we get to Abraham and Sasha, mm-hmm. we see with Daryl with this group. You know, obviously they they kidnap Daryl and then Daryl escapes when they are, aren't really paying attention. Um, and, you know, obviously Daryl goes back to help them because Daryl's a nice guy. Well, here's guy. the thing. The, the character that dies from that group was, I guess, diabetic or something. Yes, needed obviously not, yes. So, you know, she was feeling ill or whatever, so that's when Daryl took his cha- opportunity to basically steal their bag and mm-hmm. run off. With and, the bag had his crossbow right. in it, by the way. Right. So he did it, and you know, and then when he takes the crossbow out, he realizes there's a case of insulin in there, and realizes, hey, you know what? Then she needs this to live, so let me go, you know, find them again. Right. So, watching this episode, mm-hmm. n- knowing ahead of time where things are, what's going to happen, because reading the comic book. Mm-hmm. Were you able to foreshadow some of the things that Daryl was going through, or was that was did they do it in a way where it stayed true to the comic book? Well, I think, but stayed true thing, to the show too. The thing that's happening with Daryl wasn't in the comic book. No, well, nothing in Daryl. Well, Daryl's in the comic book. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's not even anything with any other character. Correct. So you know, um, and we'll get into this a little later when we're talking about Abraham. But even the fact that. You know, Dwight has a crossbow, something that's completely unrelated. Right, which, which, if you read the comic book and you read the and, and you're watching the show, it, it's what I always love about these type of things. Mm-hmm. You, if you're if you're immersing yourself in everything, this is why I try to explain with Chris sometimes with Agents of Shield and with the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. If you are doing you know watching both reading both or you know or immersed in both mediums of mm. this seeing 
Dwight with the crossbow now, you're going, I know whose crossbow that is, you know? Or I bet you that's whose crossbow that is. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I know where that where you got that, which makes it even cooler mm. to know that. Well, Dwight is Dwight's, uh, that's his character. I think his crossbow was his weapon of choice anyway. Right. Dwight is the closest representation to Daryl in the comics, and yes. I guess. But in there, uh, on Without, the opposite right. side of the fence, so to speak. Right. It's not, I mean, like he has none of the personal qualities that Daryl has in the show. We should just tell everybody that who hasn't read the comic. Right. It's not like Dwight is Daryl in the comics, you know. Which is why I think he's the closest representation to Daryl. After seeing what happens with Daryl and these two mysterious runaways, let's call mm-hmm. them, in this episode, I'm willing to bet that. This is the pre-evolution of Dwight to the comic book. This is the this is mm-hmm. the Dwight before what you see what he looks like in the comic book. Right. And at some well, point we will see him. It's a good point because I mean like you think about it he may be going back to the the male runaway as we put it who will be taking his girlfriend mm-hmm. back to whatever holder or like holding he had or whatever camp that they had. Because you remember, I mean, there were telling things that they said in it. Right. You know, we they will do anything to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're willing to give whatever they are as needed of them up to survive. Right. In the book, you know, Dwight had to give up his wife to Negan in order to survive because of something he had done. Right. And then gets physically... Scarred as a be, reminder. As a it? reminder. So yeah, I mean, it's a good possibility that this guy they ran away. They come back. Hey, look, I got a motorcycle and a crossbow. You know, let me stay. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, you can stay. Let me just, you know. The other thing you. is, the other thing is, when we were just looking over the books before we started this episode, mm. there's a shot of Dwight with the crossbow coming into town on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So there's a lot of... For- this episode, even though, like I said, even though it is a filler, which is a, it's an obvious filler, there's so much subtext to this that is foreshadowing to the comic book as well as possible things, storylines in the future of the show mm-hmm. that if you, you really need to pay attention to this one. You, if, if, you, if you haven't read the book... Um, but you've watched this episode and you're hearing us talk about this, go back and watch this episode without thinking it's just a filler. Right. And really try to... It definitely shows some clues, and that's why we bring yes. in a lot of speculation based on what we read. On the and and we, you know, that's the other thing we should say. So what we talk about on here with what could happen with the comic book is speculation because Kirkman has said that they aren't beholden to the comic book. Right. They will make changes. There are some storylines that they will continue, will use. There are storylines that they haven't used yet from the book that they will possibly go back to. Mm-hmm. But as far as our connections between the show and the comic book, that is us speculating on things that we've read thus far in the book. Right. So, Daryl has a whole adventure going on. 
Then we get to Sasha and Abraham. Well, that's Daryl's little adventure. Yes. Now, we ha- we're, now we're going to talk about while Abraham and Sasha are together. Which is going on during the same time as Daryl, which they do. They, that's one thing they do with this show. They do a nice job of breaking up the story, but continuing the same linear timeline. Right. And so, um, so basically, we're going to go back to the beginning, essentially, where these, you know, whether all three of them are being chased by these guys yes. in cars getting shot at. And so... Uh, Daryl goes off, because he, he gets separated because of, he's being shot at, and then yeah. he well, gets separated because of zombies. Well, and they're driving, like essentially, in tandem, and Daryl like slips or something and the motorcycle like slips from under him Mm -hmm. and he's basically he loses traction so like the sasha and abraham are driving off while daryl is basically recovering himself to get back on the bike and go so basically um you know they crash into a wall basically Mm -hmm. take care of the guys that are chasing them you know by shooting them and killing them which abraham is still very much um trigger happy (laughs) Trigger Happy's a nice way of saying that he's losing his mind. Yeah, it just seems like he's uh, more. He's on focused. a bloodlust. Yeah, he's more focused on killing than he is on, you know, surviving. Surviving or doing the doing the right thing for him and Sasha to to survive. Right. So uh, basically, after that, they move into town because their car's been disabled. So they're looking for a place to hold up while basically Daryl finds his way back to them. Right. Because Sasha says uh, in the episode, or uh, she says to Abraham, she's like, the best way to track a tracker is to stay put. Mm-hmm. Because basically Daryl... Let Daryl find them. Yeah, because Daryl is uh, good enough to find anybody or anything. Yeah. So he'll find them. So. I, I love that when she gave that line as she's walking off camera, she steps down really hard in the mud. Right. To leave a definite footprint and in the right direction to go. Yeah. I mean, like, that that was definitely foretelling of her thinking, you know, I'm going to make this footprint so that Daryl, when he comes back... I'm leaving a bread, tra- yeah, a bread trail for Daryl to find. He knows to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. And then when she... On the door of the building that they go into, she spray paints or she writes Dixon. She scribbles in Dixon, yeah. So... Which... For most, you know, it, it, for other people, they wouldn't really know. Right. She doesn't want to give the... The first name, just in case, you know, he comes across somebody and they right. find out or something. So, I mean, that was that's what I took from it, is that she used his last name because, you know, people well, are not going to know who Dixon is if they meet Daryl. He'll probably just introduce himself as Daryl. Right. I'm Daryl. This is my brother Daryl. My other brother Daryl. Daryl. Daryl and Merle. Merle and Daryl. So, yeah, basically, the it's them to... Hold up in some uh, office building, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically Abraham and Sasha's story on like, you know, getting to be more friendly with each other. Which, and I, I think they're held up in a a recruitment office, like a military recruitment office, because they're because so? yeah, I think it was like a maybe an accounting office because the boxes inside the office said like two thousand eight taxes and well like all this they. Stuff. Like the only reason I say that is because uh, um, Abraham finds a few different uniforms. Right. Yeah, well, he, no, I think the the uniform he wears on the end is the same. He just takes off the metal because he, he I thought I thought the first one he saw was a green uniform. 
No, I think it was the same like navy. Like, the same navy. Yeah, but I think because it was decorated with medals or on the chest. Right. And so I think he took those off because he's in the military. He was in the military. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't earn these medals, so I shouldn't be wearing. Them. There was definitely a big military presence in this episode. Yeah. Because um, you have that, then you have when when Abraham goes out shopping, <laughs> uh, he he finds you know a, a Humvee with he says an RPG, but well, you know watching this with Chris and you know and I I agree. I mean, there's no way for you know especially being in the military, there's no way the U.S. military would have RPGs. Yeah, it's a slip up that they they use. Well, I think it's because they know. Um... RPG People know what RPGs are instead of like oh it's a dragon or it's a, a stinger you know, yeah stinger. yeah whatever you know, whatever they're going to yeah what but to me it's one of those things where it's a little slip up it takes you out for just a minute if you know what's going on um it didn't look like an RPG to me I know Chris said it it looked it kind of does I mean like it I mean it has it fits the same style well as the, a Russian the, RPG the cone. The head of it, the the rocket yeah. itself. Even the back end was kind of flared out like a no. trumpet style. Not a whole lot, but it did have like a kind of flare out bit. I I didn't see the flare out. I, I didn't see the, the trumpet end of it, you know, the exhaust. It wasn't large. I know it was just like a little like... Because usually with an RPG, both sides of it almost look like a trumpet. Right. And then the, the rocket fits in and, you know, it's usually... The most classic ones you always see, like Rambo, things like that, they have the wood handles, you know, which right. a lot of Russian weapons had wood handles. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that distinct between the metal and the wood. This one was solid black. It, to me, the back end of it didn't look like an RPG. The front end of it definitely didn't. It looked more, well, like, it looked it, more like a stinger. I think it was an RPG that was painted for the show black, so it doesn't look like an RPG. It's possible. I mean, it is... But they it refer is a, to it as an RPG. RPG. And it is a slip-up, you know, but it is one of those things where the U.S. military, especially on, you know, a, a reserve unit, which is what that would have been, right. would have an RPG. Well, you know, at this point, you don't know what it was. You know, that guy could have been at the very tail end of it, and they're just like... Clear out the lockers, guys. <laughs> Grab whatever you can because this shit's hitting the fan. Hey, I got this old RPG back here, exactly. Sarge. Can I get that? Grab yeah, it. Get it. Put it in the truck. Yeah. So, um, so w- there's a lot of points with that whole thing with him fighting the RPG that you know Rich can attest to. Me uh, kind of sitting up and I'm like, you know, oh, you can tell, yeah. Happen. And I really, Ethan was getting a little chubby there. Uh, chubby. You're getting a little woody. Looking, looking at it, going. No. You could tell. No, I was getting concerned. You could tell his Walking Dead um, arousal was really uh, coming into full bloom. <laughs> flu. <laughs> we'll use a military reference here. It was already. It was at full mass. <laughs> his little soldier was at attention when he saw this because he knew Not that even close to what I was feeling. <laughs> but okay, no, I'm, I was getting you know a little concerned. You know, concerned, concerned, yeah, because you know, knowing what I know from the comic books and knowing you were, it's Abraham, you, I was just kind of you seem more excited that the that this storyline was getting ready to take place. You do not know how to judge <laughs> emotion at all, there, whatever. Apparently. No, but yeah, I, you know, I was uh, it, they had a lot of cues in here <laughs> that were like, okay, you know, something could just happen, like, I was really expecting. You know, something like a Beth death where it was just like out of nowhere. See, I didn't expect that because I I knew where 
it happens in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I and you know, and I, I granted, I did have to go back and look at it afterwards just to kind of verify that certain things. But from what I remembered happening in the comic book was that there were other elements that happened before the before his yeah but they they don't they They, don't have to i I get that i understand it they don't have to be beholden to that you're right um but yeah there was the the part where he was talking to sasha in the beginning right before they get into the office building they were just looking at each other she was basically telling him you don't have to go around killing everything and it was just like these moments where it's like they're really starting to connect and i was like Boom! Right there, I don't but know see, where the, it's but see, happen. there's also the fact that when there was that connection, you know, and she was, he was kind of um, hitting on her, mm. you know, it made me think of of the book, and in the book, there, you know, that does happen with him and another character, which causes well, him and Rosita, because Rosita. Right. remember in the book. In the book, he, he, him, and Rosita kind of break, break off, off, and he and ends up sleeping around with some other chick with Holly, which Holly is dead in the yes. in the TV series. But yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, it does kind of break it off. But they haven't shown anything between Abraham and Rosita for them to be like broken up to kind of. Well, like, I thought into that. Rosita was a little concerned with him or something in the last episode where she's like, "No, Abraham's not dead. I feel it or something." She she makes some kind of reference to it. I think. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, it's like, um, you know, there was that moment. There was uh, the time where he is up on the roof where he basically finds the rocket launcher. We're going to use that instead of RPG because it's not an RPG. There we go. We'll go with rocket launcher. He finds the rocket launcher. He's sitting on top of the, the fence where the zombie with the rocket launcher is hanging. Which is hanging over the edge of a... Of a of a fence that broke off the roof or something. Apparently. Well, it wasn't a roof because it or a the, bridge. Or yeah, something. it was like a bridge yeah. or something. It looked like an over, almost like an like overpass, overpass or yeah. something. And I there's that whole moment. Actually, for a minute, I, for a minute, I thought, are they going to kill him by letting a zombie bite him? Because they were so close, and it was like that zombie could have you know just like bitten him so easily. Well, that was him like coming to face to face with what he's become or whatever that yeah. was that whole struggle but i was thinking that whole time so he's going through that struggle struggle and, ah yells at the zombie or whatever and then like the zombie falls off the fence well, like, but, I, but I love free. the fact i love the fact that you know during that whole struggle there you know he does see it's like what well, just kill him kill him mm-hmm. and then they show the 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 patch that's on the soldier's uniform and everything and it's like he can't kill him. It's another he, he and that was his yeah. that when he sees that patch, that's what kind of what brings him back to his sanity almost. Right. Because it's like, no, you know This is like one of his brothers. Right, exactly. And then I I love the, the cigar thing. He goes back and pushes and sits down, and just about as he sits down, he lights up. <laughs> the zombie just kind of yep. <laughs> falls. And that's what I was thinking, is right when he started lighting up the cigar, boom, he could have gotten shot. But that was another. Part I honestly really thought. thought I thought that the the rocket launcher that was strapped to the walker's back mm. was going to go too, and it was just going to explode. Yeah, and that's then, what I thought too. But then uh, you see it just hanging on yeah. the fence there, and it's just like, oh well, shit. <laughs> there we go. I, I, the it. look on look on Abraham's face is like, oh well, shit. Fucking karma. <laughs> exactly. So you know. So uh, yeah, he uh, he he walks back into mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sasha <laughs> with a duffel bag and a, a rocket launcher. A rocket launcher case. Yeah. So 
like he cleared up that that truck or whatever that was. That yeah, got the supplies from there. That's like holy fuck! Where the, the hell show. did you get that? Yeah. So you know, essentially, that's what happens. Um, Daryl ends up finding them, and well, Daryl found a like a gas truck that. Well, he goes back to where he he leaves the motorcycle when he finds the runaways, mm. and there happened to be a motorcycle guy, you know, like zombie half. Well, he's completely skeleton except for this helmet, right? And the head's moving, you know. And he realizes through the matter of you know the circumstances, he realizes uh, his tracking skills. I guess that the motorcycle guy well, he, he got sees hit. The, and, he sees the sign that says you know, "fuel company" or whatever, and then right. he looks up. He notices that there's a truck buried and buried in the wood. Yeah, woodland like area that's there. And, <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> have you been in the woods, Ethan? <laughs> no, I haven't. Obviously, you could tell, right? <laughs> in the wood, in the woodland, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. In the trees, in the trees. There you go. <laughs> so he finds the truck, and you know, essentially, figures it can start. So he takes it and goes. He ends up finding Abraham and Sasha, and they all to get get together in the fuel truck and start heading back. Um, could you make out what the radio was? The the, the, the first communication? part, no. The first part, I think it was just kind of a scramble or whatever. And you know, he says uh, repeat or say it again, right? And then the very last thing you hear before the episode ends is help on the walkie-talkie. Was that help? Yeah. So was that Glenn? You think it could be? It could it could be very very well be. I have a feeling because I had I had this feeling that they bring Glenn back mm-hmm. so that everybody comes back together. It kind of, I mean, it kind of sounded like Glenn, but I'd have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it was telling with uh, two episodes ago when you hear Rick yell him to open the gates. Right. You can, it's very telling that that's Andrew Lincoln's voice. And so that we kind of knew, oh, well, it's Rick coming back. So right. We know that. And this kind of sounded like Glenn, but I couldn't really catch on to it because it was just, like, right at the end, right when they cut off. So you weren't really paying attention. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, it could very well be Glenn. And he's just stuck, like, under the dumpster, basically, that, you know, he was next to. And he's just, or he's still under Nicholas, for who knows. Right. And he's just got this walking. He's like, hello, anybody out there? Help. <laughs> Help. You know, yeah. Help <laughs> so, me, please. So, yeah. And he, maybe he's hoping that, you know, like, Daryl and Sasha are on their way back. And so they're in the range. Or Rick is still in range mm-hmm. or something like that, where he, somebody can hear him that had a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Okay, so we haven't done this for a couple of weeks, and as we're wrapping things up here, mm. um, favorite zombie kill of the week? Did they have any zombie kills this week? There were a couple. I think. What it was just those two that were in the greenhouse. There were those. Um, there was the uh, the plant zombie. Uh, oh, the one that. That's a, so okay. Before we'll do because there, I mean, there really wasn't a zombie kill of the week. There was, you know, Daryl. I think was the one where they killed any there was walkies. Like three zombies. That I think Daryl. Yeah, it wasn't anything. Daryl stabbed him in the head. With, well, he shot him with the crossbow. Well, they the shot. They, he shot one with the crossbow and shot or the other two that were like melted under plastic or the glass. That he he got those with the knife. After they ate the the third runaway girl, the yeah, the, and the, then there's the guy in the truck, the fuel truck. Oh that yeah, he finds. those are the only four that I remember. Because he left the the one in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. left that one alive. Okay, yeah. so what was your favorite uh, Walker of the week? Well, I mean, I think the one that was coming out of the woods 
The, I mean, the, that, I guess, the makeup design and everything for those type of walkers, the same with... It had a lot of moss. Yeah. And, I yeah. think... There was, like a, there was like a lily or a, a flower growing out of the back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's the same with, like, the one, two episodes ago where they're in the sewer. And uh-huh. the one, like, it, it, the, the makeup design and the creation on that is, like, so... You know, amazing. I think they do such a great job. So I'd say that's my. Well, we had a lot of a lot of burned zombies in you know this in this episode, Um, but I still think even the ones from last season, the burned zombies from was it last season or the season before, the one where the episode with Carol and. Tyrese and the kids. Curl, curl, Durl. The charred zombies, basically. Those, those I think, were the best burnt zombies. Right. Um, yeah, but didn't you, the motorcycle one was, was good. I, I love that because we still had Sebastian and, and Chris and everybody here from when we were recording the Nerdables mm-hmm. podcast, and we were watching it, and uh, they were like, I think Sebastian said, well, how the hell is he still alive? I mean, they're really yeah. pushing it because he's like completely burned up. He's just a skeleton. It's essentially. just a skeleton, but the, I guess the helmet protected him through the 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 fire. It's possible. I mean, if you think about it, but then also you think the there's a few other zombies where the runaway when Daryl was walking with the mm-hmm. runaways and they say we've burned this whole place down or whatever. Those were those were still those were moving. so cool because you knew that there. I mean, even though they were encased in glass, well, not even those. The ones that were charred. Oh they yeah, were, they're walking by. There's a couple of them that were still moving, you know. But so. you would think that, okay, even though they no one stabbed their brain, mm-hmm. the heat of. But you have to think how much, what extent were they burnt? But the intense intensity of the heat, because they may have would just like pop the brain. Yeah, but I mean, like think about it. Let's say they walk through like a. It would boil your brain at least. A fuel explosion, let's say. Yeah. Okay, so like a flame shoots out at them and they walk past it, but they don't catch on fire. So they're charred, but they're not, they weren't on fire. So they didn't like get enough heat. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? No. These... Well, I'm just saying, they, <laughs> this is, this is on my. The two under the glass, the melted glass, were pretty cool too. I like the the way they put that. Yeah. So I I thought it was like more of a plastic. I thought it, it was looked, plastic at first until, until they broke shattered. out. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was because it was a greenhouse. So I thought it was just like the vinyl that they put in greenhouse. Might be like a plastic vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. But then they they break out and obviously, mm-hmm. I guess they were they were supposed to be kids because they said they used to babysit them, and these two girls weren't any more than early twenties, if that. So they they were like oh but we they looked a lot older like they would have been like adults the the zombies yeah they looked right. like they would have been zombies but they like did you but they said that oh we used to babysit them we thought they took off towards the north when mm. this whole thing started maybe maybe that was just a slip up on their part but yeah either that or maybe he said maybe we used to babysit for them or they used to babysit us no because they said them for sure right so maybe they said they babysit did for them. Instead of babysitting, do you think there's them? a stigma with them trying uh, that the show won't show kids now as zombies or being you know or as walkers or you know being killed because they're kids and you know mm. some mother's organization's going to freak out on them? Well, I think they'd be kind we, of concern, concerned before. showing kids, but they've shown it before, like they not Sophia season two, yeah. But I think that they, 
it's not something that has progressed the story or is not pertinent, like pertinent to the story. No, but there are kids in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, there like has you, to you be take, kid take walkers. A, yeah, an assumption that you know these kids are like eaten first, basically. Like they were, like, so they just completely they're just eaten completely up. Like then that's why. But I mean, like I think you know that one season where Daryl and Maggie go to the in the like daycare center, like mm-hmm. that would have been a perfect spot to put like a oh yeah a zombie baby. You know, I think. Uh, and everybody's the, been wanting a zombie baby since right since Judith <laughs> was born. Right, and I think um, the the whole thing in season two was Sophia. And I think it was just that the actress who played uh, Sophia uh-huh. had such a um, like a fear after that being she was just really scared. And I think this is the reason why they wrote her off the show so quick. Oh, she was she left the show essentially. Like her mother was saying that she was having nightmares about oh, doing really? the show and stuff like that. So I think that's the whole reason why they ended up doing the thing with Sophia. I mean, I could be wrong. That could be something that was because well, in the made book, Sophia is still alive. Right, uh, but she's pretty much the adopted daughter of Glenn and Maggie, and right. And so I think that uh, that was the main reason why they made Sophia a zombie. But uh, also makes it very powerful. Yeah, we were looking for Sophia for the whole season. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think because that's when Daryl really made his turn. Yeah, because Daryl was the one that ended up shooting her. Yeah, but Daryl was Daryl was the one that embraced Carol. He's the one who really went out on. It his was his own season, like his character him. development. That season was to basically show, you know, he's not just another redneck. He's not like Merle, essentially. Merle. Yeah, and so yeah. Okay, so anything else that you can take away from this episode? Mm, just the setup that it has, I think, for. Um, Abraham's death. I don't. We didn't even talk about that, really. No. But um, essentially, so at the end of the episode, we know that Daryl loses his crossbow mm-hmm. and his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And so, for those of you, Abraham regains his sanity. <laughs> yeah. So for those those of you that haven't, because at the, the end comments, of it, he's smiling like a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he, you can see, he's he essentially falls asleep in the truck. Yeah. Like he's talking about uh, always when Sasha's like, "Do you want to?" you know take the first shift or you want to take a take a nap and he's, and he's like, like well i'm gonna take you know i want the former yeah so he's always talking about how he's got to go he's got to can't go. sleep y'all he even says to her you can't sleep mm-hmm. yeah right uh and then he ends up sleeping in, in the truck so it shows that he's kind of came back from the place that he was right but um so for those of people who haven't read the comic and kind of want to know what we were talking about about a little bit of foreshadowing that we think that Abraham's time on this show is coming towards an end, is that um, Dwight, the character that we've been talking about in the comic books, that's essentially uh, the representation of Daryl that we feel, or we feel that's the representation of Daryl, has a crossbow. The dude we think we met tonight. Right. Has a crossbow. He's, um, you know, and in the comic book, it's Eugene and Abraham going around to the neighboring city of Alexandra, Finding, trying to find like guns and ammo, and um, basically on a supply run where you know Dwight ends up shooting Abraham in the back of the head with an arrow, just point like out of nowhere. You know, like it's Eugene, where the the saviors are starting to head towards, yeah, actually towards Alexandria. Well, it's uh, it's essentially after 
uh, we meet the saviors in the comic book. This right. is a different part. This, I think this is the part where Rick basically turns. So essentially we're talking that Dwight shoots um, Abraham in the back of the head with an arrow and it just kind of comes out crossbow of, with a crossbow and it comes out of nowhere. It's basically Eugene and Abraham are talking about something. Uh, and it's just like, they're full in, in on in conversation. And then boom, there's an arrow through the back of Abraham's head. They literally like, it's like they walk into an ambush. Yeah, essentially it's uh it's almost like, you know, Dwight knew that the, these guys were part of the group that just turned them away. And, kind of took it as a revenge is like Rick didn't let them in or didn't let them get their supplies or whatever. And so, you know, this is their revenge mm-hmm. essentially. So is there anything else you want to add to this episode or, uh, anything else that you were excited about with this episode or, you know, that you were glad to see? Well, I said, I mean, it, it's nice as a foreshadowing episode, you know, you kind of get the feeling that, uh, Abraham's time is out. So I think I think kind of... when some of this stuff does happen, if you go back and look at this episode, then you will see the foreshadowing. It's like sometimes with like Doctor Who and some of those other shows, they're building up something that doesn't have a payoff, you know, till maybe the end of that season or the next season or mm-hmm. something. I have a feeling the payoff to this episode will be in the latter half of the second half of the season. I, I have a feeling that the last couple mm-hmm. episodes of this season will be what this foreshadowing, you know, what this was foreshadowing. Right, and uh, especially the fact that they've officially casted Negan. Yes. Um, you kind of see that a lot of the stuff that happens in the comic book is kind of coming into play where they're really, you know, getting ready to introduce. What do you think of their casting of Negan? I think they have the look straight on. I think he's dead on. Perfect. Um, The actor himself, and I don't remember anything that he's done. He was the comedian in Watchmen. That's right. That's why when, when I saw, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, the comedian in Watchmen is a perfect Yes. Fit for a Negan archetype. Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, yeah. And now I know who he is. Let me see. Let me... Um... I think I... It, when As soon as I saw that post come up on Facebook, mm-hmm. I went, yes, that's it. That is Negan. That so is exactly the Negan Jeffrey, I want. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Uh, who says he's best known for his roles in The Watchmen. P.S. I Love You and Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember... Anything of those other two? For well, P.S. I Love You is. A, I don't think I've watched that. To be it's a, it's a it's a romantic comedy, right? I don't think I remember watching that at all. But even Grey's Anatomy, I don't remember him being. A part but if of you it. watch him in Watchmen, mm-hmm. you can see Negan. Yeah, it definitely has the look down. He's I mean he's spot on almost to how Charlie Adler uh, draws Negan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a great choice. You know, he's he's got the look. He's, uh, if I remember him from Watchmen, now I really think that, yeah, he's definitely, he can play play pretty much a, a sadistic bad guy. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so, so, if there's anything else, then let's wrap up this edition. Okay. 
So make sure you uh, check us out at facebook.com slash nerdables. We're also on Twitter, at Nerdables Show. And check out our website, www.nerdables.com. We're uh, posting new content all the time. And Ethan may end up writing us a Walking Dead article or two. Maybe. So, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So, if not, Deadables, we'll see you next week.